Brilliant. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Welcome, misfits, miscreants, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. You're listening to the Late Night Friday here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very Lynchian co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. Faith, what day is it? It is TV Tuesday. I love TV Tuesday. I do, too. This was your idea, too, the TV Tuesday, and I'm glad that, that we were... Because I love TV so much. I know you do. <laughs> well... Was this, whose pick was? This was my pick. This was your pick, and I'm really glad that you picked this. Go ahead and tell them what we are talking about today. We are finally talking about Twin Peaks. I don't know why it took us so long to to, uh, to talk about this. Well, we've been doing the show for six months, and it's amazing just how much, you know. No, we th- you know, I mean, what Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. So the pilot episode of Twin Peaks, the original broadcast date was April 8th, 1990. I remember that day very well because we watched this when it came out, and we had the reaction that Homer Simpson did in our little bumper. <laughs> Brilliant, what is this? <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by Mr. David Lynch, and if you don't know who he is, we're going to tell you a little bit about him. David Lynch is one of the great figures in cinema history. This was written by David Lynch and Mark Frost. This has quite a cast, and I'm going to list them all because I think, and Faith, you agree with me on this, I think they're all worth mentioning yes. here. Kyle McLaughlin as Special Agent Dale Cooper, Michael Ontkeen as Sheriff Harry S. Truman, Madchen Amick as Shelley Johnson, Dana Ashbrook as Bobby Briggs, Richard Beamer as Benjamin Horn, Laura Flynn Boyle as Donna Hayward, Sherilyn Finn, my personal favorite in this series, as Audrey Horn, Warren Frost as Dr. Will Hayward, Peggy Lipton, RIP, she just passed away and left us. She is uh, Rashida Jones' mother. She was a beautiful woman. She plays Norman Jennings here, James Marshall as James Hurley, Everett McGill as Big Ed Hurley, Jack Nance as Pete Martell, Ray Wise as Leland Palmer, Joan Chen as Jocelyn Packard, Piper Laurie of Carrie fame. They're all going to laugh at you, Faith. She <laughs> plays Catherine Martell and the great Cheryl Lee as Laura Palmer. The music was by Angelo Battlementi. What do you think of the music? The music in this oh, is very influential. Music is one of my favorite parts of this. It's it's oh, really it's well done. Amazing. We did... Um, Faith and I, along with our good friend Kate Fontenot, did a cover of Be My Baby that is available on the Afterglow show that we put out. We did that a few years back, and we finally released it with the Afterglow. And the sound of the Twin Peaks music was a big influence when we cut that track. And I believe going in, we, we were always saying, it's going to be like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. We want this to sound like Twin Peaks music. So quick synopsis, because this is something that's very hard to describe in a lot of ways. <laughs> Uh, and I got this right from the IMDb because I was like, how am I going to describe this? And I just went ahead and just copied and pasted there this. You go. Undercurrents of passion, greed, jealousy, and intrigue surface in a seemingly respectable town when a high school homecoming queen is found murdered. And that barely that, scratches the surface yeah. of it, does it? It's, <laughs> it's kind of uh, vague in a way, you know? 
<laughs> right, right. Just a little bit. A little bit. So let's start with David Lynch, who's the circus master here, the mastermind behind it all. Lynch was born. This is a great day, January 20th. It's your birthday. That's my birthday. We yes. share a birthday. He was born in 1948 in Missoula, Montana. Are you ready for this? He's a writer, director, producer, painter, musician, sound designer, photographer, actor, coffee drinker, cigarette smoker, and a practitioner of transcendental meditation. We have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has directed films such as 1977's Eraserhead, 1980's The Elephant Man, 1984's Dune, 1986 Blue Velvet, 1990's Wild at Heart, starring Nicolas Cage, who we are doing on Cage Match Monday. Those episodes are all available <laughs> wherever podcasts are found. Shameless plug. And a movie many consider to be his masterpiece, 2001's Mulholland Drive. And I failed to mention 1997's Lost Highway, another one that a lot of people say is one of his masterpieces. He has released three studio albums of his original music. His paintings and photographs have been shown all over the world. He has his own line of coffee available through his website. He has been called the Renaissance Man of American Filmmaking, and he was born on the cusp of Capricorn and Aquarius, which is the cusp of mystery and imagination. I put that out there because I think he's <laughs> mysterious and imaginative. I also understand he's one hell of a model American. Yeah. And I learned this uh, doing research after afterwards. He made Eagle Scout, which we're going to talk about because uh, there's an Eagle Scout well, in, this, right. in this show, isn't there? <laughs> yes. um, here is a quote that I feel encapsulates him perfectly. I look at the world and I see absurdity all around me. People do strange things constantly to the point that for the most part, we manage not to see it. That's why I love coffee shops and public places. I mean, they're all out there. And you and I are both fans of weirdness and yes. people and their weirdness. And here you have a guy putting it, a lot of it on full display, yeah. right? He is the most famous surrealist in the world. Surrealism is, of course, the 20th century avant-garde movement in art and literature, which sought to release the creative potential of the unconscious mind, for example, by the irrational juxtaposition of images. I love that word, juxtaposition. So that's basically Twin Peaks. <laughs> Pretty much. And Twin Peaks was his attempt at a television soap opera, and the fingerprints of the soap opera are all over it, from the storylines to the almost overdramatic operatic music. And I want to make this point because you have to put this show in the correct context context of the time that it is released. Dynasty and Falcon Crest and Knott's Landing were the big, you know, primetime soap opera shows and they were big hits and there was nothing like this on television. This is maybe the most influential show of the past 30 years. You can still see his fingerprints on everything. Yeah. Let's get into it, Faith. What do you think of the pilot episode of Twin Peaks? Huge fan of this episode. I think it sucks you straight into this um, dreamy yet fascinating world where everything is cherry pie and damn fine coffee. <laughs> but Exactly. Uh, but you can see everything that's um, also not so fine and dandy, under you know? the surface. And I think that's uh, I think that's so awesome about this episode. I mean, there's nothing yeah. hidden, you know. Right. And you hit the nail right on the head because. I think the whole show is about duality, mm -hmm. and it's even in the title yeah. of the show. So um, my general thoughts on it are I think it does a really great job at introducing the world and all of the characters, and it does a really damn fine job, as Special Agent Dale Cooper would say, of, of doing that. 
and it really gets surrealistic as it goes on. But this episode, I would say this one plays it pretty straight mm -hmm. for the most part. It, but it's still a little odd, isn't it? It is. It, it's it's very <laughs> very odd. What do you think of what I just said there? That this show is concerned with duality. As I turn this page on my notes, so loud. <laughs> and, uh, no, I completely agree with you. I think there's. I think you can see the evil versus the good, and the dark versus the light, and. You know, it's almost like the town of Twin Peaks exists between two worlds. Uh -huh. And as it the series goes on, we see beings from one world come into this reality. Right. They, yeah, I mean, I kind of see this as like dream state versus reality, kind right. of dream versus reality. I mean, and I think what's really neat is we're saying that it's duality, but it's really all one. You know, it's all right. connected. It's so <clears throat> neat. Um, the opening images here, I think, are pretty important. The saw blades are being sharpened or trees are being cut in half. David Lynch is telling you right here that he's going to show you the cross section of this town, what's inside it, and what you said, that dark underbelly right. of it. Uh, it looks pretty. It exists in an almost dreamy 1950s sitcom soap opera world. The girls look like they belong in a 50s movie with the way they're dressed. The biker character is sensitive like James Dean and Rebel Without a Cause. This is a very picturesque America, and it's all being watched over by the steady hand of... Harry S. Truman, literally. <laughs> um, but as we keep saying, there's this really dirty underbelly we learn as the episode goes on. And as the series progresses, after the saw, we see two ducks. Then we see two dogs. Then we see uh, Josie in a mirror. So we see two Josies and she's putting on makeup. So a false face. These are the first images of the series. And I don't want to get, you know, I know it sounds like I'm going digging really deep here, but. He doesn't put things there, you know, right. on accident. Right. Um, there are accidents that happen that he says they're happy accidents. But for the most part, though, they're, they're important things. And so he's showing you right there. And then later we see uh, Josie played by Joan Chin. She's standing outside of the house with Piper Laurie. And they're both wearing coats. And Joan Chin's wearing white. Piper Laurie's wearing black. The, uh, the yin and the yang. So it's all over. It's all over oh, the yeah. show. And then you have this... Uh, Homecoming queen who is very beautiful, but it turns out has a real dark, twisted side like we all kind of have, wouldn't you say? Right. <laughs> so, um, but but what do you think about all that? Does that, no, does I'm, that yeah, seem I mean, to hit it? Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with what you just said. All right. Completely. All right. And let's talk about, I think, everyone's favorite character on the show. I think he's your favorite character. Special Agent Dale Cooper. I like him. Let's talk about him. What do you think of Cooper, the character, and what do you think of the actor, Kyle McLaughlin, that plays him? I love the character. I think the show doesn't work well without him. I think he brings a, uh, he's kind of awkward and kind of odd, but he brings this kind of, I don't know if relief is the right word, but he brings this kind of airy lightness maybe to it. Absolutely. <laughs> he brings a very optimistic quality yes. with him into this town that is very as we said picturesque and then mm -hmm. you have the guy and lynch has said that cooper is the stand-in for him everything that cooper says lynch wrote for the most part and there are uh, mark frost and lynch are both on record as saying that that is david lynch um his reaction to things i think there's a wonderfully innocent quality to cooper yes which is amazing. We're talking about the the flip side of things with all of the awfulness and nastiness that he's seen because he's been working the Teresa Palmer murder that they mentioned. He's coming in to work this murder and he's still wide eyed at trees and uh, snow rabbits and, and things like this. 
And so the world hasn't quite beat him down, you know, and he almost comes in as this paragon of virtue in a lot of ways, you know, symbol of righteousness, the FBI man in black, you know, coming in another kind of figure from a forgotten time, you know, the righteous lawman. And, but the other neat thing about Cooper that you get a little bit here, but you get more as the series goes on, but it's still here. He embraces the metaphysical side of things. Mm-hmm. He's a kind of a metaphysical detective in a lot of ways. And he's almost a rewriting of Sherlock Holmes in some ways too, because he's so deductive and so, so he's logical deductive and then he can go out there and it's a neat, right. neat I like character. how open-minded he is coming into everything. Extremely you know. open-minded. There's a Sherlock Holmes quality to him and there's actually kind of a Watson quality to uh, Sheriff Truman played by Michael Ontkin, who's another one of my favorite performances in this. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this show is really great, but they work really well together because you have the the Holmes and the Watson type. And go ahead and tell them I texted you when I was watching the pilot, didn't I? I, I texted you. I said, Cooper has a real Holmes quality, yes, like he did. and Truman. And then I, I started, this show just sucks you in. It just, it <laughs> you have to watch it because it's so weird. I know. Um, but in the second episode, I was like, ah, oh, I was right because they actually make a reference to yeah, that's what you had Harry Truman. <laughs> Harry Truman says I should get a medical license because because <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming Dr. Watson. So, um, so there's some neat things here. Um, like I said, with Cooper, I can't say enough good things about Cooper. And he's really the Eagle Scout, though, isn't he? Yeah. That David Lynch, you know, isn't that funny that David <laughs> Lynch was an Eagle Scout? Yes. And you asked me about Kyle, too, as a... As, you the know, performance, yes. I haven't seen him really in a lot of stuff that I can recall, but um, I love him in this. I think he's just so great. He's one of David Lynch's uh, go-to guys. He was in uh, Blue Velvet. He's been in um, you know, Twin Peaks. I feel like I've seen Dune. him in something, but I just yeah, can't Yeah, he was in Portlandia. He played the mayor. I think... You know, I think this is a really hard role to play because if you go too far one way, it's kind of campy right. and then you can be too serious. But he plays that he's never annoying with that optimism right. that he has. And it's just so he's refreshing. You, I was just about to say the word <laughs> refreshing. He's yeah. so refreshing, mm-hmm. especially considering what's going on. What did you think of the way the story was told? Because I like that they keep Cooper out of the episode for the first 30 minutes. It's mm-hmm. an it's. Close to two hours. It was a TV movie pilot that came out. And so he's kept out until about 30 minutes in. And then the next hour is his as he comes in to investigate. What did you think of the way that the story was told? I like the way it was told. I think it's, uh, how do I word it right? Um, it flows well, but I like the way, like you said, he doesn't come straight in. You get to spend uh, a little time with the townspeople town, yeah. and you learn who Laura Palmer is, right. who really to me is the main character of this series is Laura right. Palmer. It's not Dale Cooper. It's, right. it's Laura and, and how she affected this town. Yeah, and you, you see, don't go straight into like an FBI case, you know, right. you get to actually right. explore this town and who this person was, you know, kind of dive into it, it. Exactly. Yeah. And then when he comes in, then the show kind of takes on this whole mm-hmm. other level of, of things. Yeah. Um, one of the things I like is the device they use with him talking into his recorder, talking to the unseen Diane. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great because it might be something that an agent would do. I'm not sure at that time if that was (laughs) standard field practice, as Cooper would say. But it gives you a chance to see what he's thinking. And I like that you're always aware of what Cooper is thinking in any given moment. He's a a very dynamic, neat 
clean cut character (laughs) coming into this world that's not so neat and clean cut. And I think he represents this notion of America that used to exist. I think that's a lot of what this show is about is what used to exist. But as weird and surreal as the show gets, it's also a soap opera at its heart. What do you think? Of, what do you think of some of the the more soap opera y things in this episode with the kids and the relationships and all this? I mean, they work. You know, I'm not a soap opera person, but they work here so well. <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, it's an interesting idea, but like I said, I think it. I think it fits. It has a lot of dark humor in mm-hmm. it too, which is very David Lynch. Um, and Lynchian is a word that is often used to describe, of course, his work, but not, but other things that have that kind of quality to it. And we mentioned this uh, one time on the show. One of the Supreme Court justices said of pornography, "I can't define it, but I know it when I see it." And Lynchian is one of those things where you can't quite put your finger on it. But Cooper, to me, is someone that is just so Lynch. Yeah. You know, not only like in the dress and manner, but just the kind of character that occupies his worlds. All of these characters though, really are, you Sorry. know, occupy. I know. I just keep knocking in She's everything. N- knocking on things. <laughs> I'm want, itchy. I'm so sorry. Wanting her uh, cherry pie and coffee. <laughs> but uh, I, I think this is really fascinating. And I was there from the beginning. How did you get into this series? A few years ago, actually. Okay. And I actually have never finished the series throughout. The last half of the second season can be a little chore to get through. I have not done the return that came out in 2017. Our buddy Cade uh, has done it all and loves it. I think he's doing his second run through of the return because as he says, he cannot figure out what it means. <laughs> um, and he, he's on me. He's like, you got to watch this show. Cause I need to know what it means, man. <laughs> and, um, but uh, I was there at the beginning and we really had never seen anything like, like this, this before. And when I did my rewatch a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, all of these images came running back to me because I had seen the show when it came on and I remembered everything. It's it's kind of crazy how that how it worked right. out. But my mother and I really enjoyed the show and would watch it. And as I said, we had that Homer Simpson reaction like brilliant. <laughs> we have no idea what What's this happened? is about. And I told her, I said, we're doing Twin Peaks. And she goes, oh, the man in the smiling bag. Like she remembered immediately there's in the second season, Cooper uh, gets the hint from the giant. You'll see a man in a smiling bag and the body bags hanging up with the zipper up and it looks like a smile. It's amazing the little <laughs> things you remember from this series. It's it's really great. Um, so we mentioned Kyle McLaughlin. He, I think he's absolutely wonderful. I don't know of anyone else who, who could have pulled this off the way that he did. Any of the other performances really stand out to you here in the pilot? I love the girls, especially Audrey. I like her. I think you mentioned she was Sherilyn a, Finn. She has her. that very innocent sex kitten quality yeah. to her, right? They're um, all really pretty. Like you said, they, they kind of look like something from the 50s, but they're such a throwback. And they're very pretty. And I love, I love the way they... They, I just I love the I way, love the way they he are. frames them. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't feel like they're overly sexualized. Mm-mm. You know, it's more just here's these beautiful women, you know, but they're really good actresses, each and every one of them. But Sherilyn Finn, especially the way she kind of dances into <laughs> scenes, yeah. you know, and she has her own theme music, you know, mm-hmm. do, 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 which we had right there at the beginning on the bumper. And I, she just has something about her. She's just got her. this little charm and quality to her that just... This real quirkiness. She kind of lights up the screen when she... She, she owns it. Yeah, <laughs> she, she does. really does. Um, I like James Marshall as uh, mm-hmm. as James, you know, that real sensitive biker. I think he pulls off that earnest thing yeah. real, really well. I mean, the cast is incredible. Everybody's I mean, good, yeah. There's so many people, but there's they're not... Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Um 
overshadowed yeah, by they're, anyone I mean, they're else. All they're all needed. Swallowed up. They're, by, yeah, they're all necessary. And yeah. you know, um, no, I love the setting of this show. Love the music of the show. I like how gritty it is, but it's still dreamy looking. Right. It's just it's it's a pretty. Would you want to live in a place like Twin Peaks? I'd live there, even with all that evil out yeah. there in the world. <laughs> Evil's everywhere, anywhere. Yeah. Anyway, isn't it? That's true. Yeah, that's Sign, true. It is. Sure, <laughs> it's true. I I like what the show says about duality and, yeah. and the oneness of it, and and it gets into a lot more esoteric things as the series goes on. I understand that the uh, new series from Seventeen, Season Three, The Return. He Lynch directed all 17 or 18 episodes and it gets in a lot of those weird, I say weird, I don't think they're weird, but those kind of more out there for some people ideas right. of, of duality and good and evil and, and, you know, and you see it all over the show and it's really planted here. Did you have a favorite scene from this episode? Um, not that I can recall. I mean, I like, I like the whole, I like the, the scene where Sheriff Truman is holding Josie Packard played by Joan Chin. And they're outside of the residence, and it's mm-hmm. night, and the foghorn is blowing, and he says, something's coming. Yeah, that's a good I one. think that's a great little omen scene, you yeah. know. Um, a lot of moments I like in this, you know, damn fine coffee, you know, the pie, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and we should note, this is the American pilot episode. Uh, they were worried of the, about the budget. I've heard that the budget got up to $3 million on this episode alone. Wow. And they released it as a movie in Europe with an ending where Cooper actually meets the evil spirit, Bob. And for a long time, until I think 2007, when the series was released on DVD, that was the only version you could find of the pilot, even with complete releases. But, um, you know, this obviously works better because it leads into the series. And that one's okay. It kind of ends. You know, he he discovers who it was and vanquishes evil as it is, or if if memory serves. It's been a while since I've seen that version. But um, so there are two versions out there, but we are, I should have said that at the beginning, we are talking about the American pilot version. And this is available right now on Netflix to Mm -hmm. stream. So any other things about Twin Peaks? And uh, I should have asked you this too. Are you familiar? Were you familiar with David Lynch outside of Twin Peaks? No, I was not. Um, I mean, I know who he is, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, apparently, I've been missing out on all these movies that he's right. making. So right. no, I really wasn't too familiar with you know him. I looked up facts about him, and, right? But he seems like a really interesting person. Really interesting. He seems like a very nice man yeah. too. Like you'd think he'd be kind of out there, but he seems very just yeah. salt of the earth. You I'm know, gonna Montana have to watch born. these movies that you've listed here. Get started on them. Right. So I would say that what we're going to do moving forward with Twin Peaks at some point, we're going to do a full series watch of the original series and then possibly the return, and then. At some point down the road, we're going to cover the feature film that he did, Twin Peaks Firewalk with mm-hmm. me. So if you're a Twin Peaks fan, we are going to be getting a little more into it. But we want to do the pilot just as a as an introductory yeah. piece to, to Twin Peaks because it's a lot to take in and just start you know kind of getting Lynch on the brain. What we like to do here is introduce people. So then you've got the biographical work out of the way, and then you can go and do something like the movie, right. you know, or, or Eraserhead, which is on the list too at some point. So, but um, I'm a fan of David Lynch. I think he's, I think he's wonderful. Like I said, after looking him up and I know I've seen Twin Peaks, obviously, I think he's pretty, I think he's pretty awesome. He's brilliant. He's he awesome. Is. He's amazing. Um, I think he's great. He's directed some of my, my favorite things, this included. So will you have anything else you would like to add on Twin Peaks? And would you like, would you agree with Homer Simpson 
that it is brilliant and you have no idea what it's about. <laughs> I will agree with that. Yes. There, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> you know, I don't have anything else to add. Do you? I think it's a damn fine piece of television. There you go. What do you think? <laughs> I think so, too. Well, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on the leash. leash. We will see you on the other side. Dan and I am Faith and we want to let you know that we are on the world wide web that's the interwebs isn't it Faith that's what I like to call it the interweb www.latenightfright.com and we are also on the gram we are you can check us out at the late night fright podcast or you can also follow my personal page I'm a normal alien you're not exactly normal but that's okay (laughs) uh check out the website you can subscribe to our mailing list and if you like the show please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff you know us we're available wherever podcasts can be found you got that right we'll see you on the other side